What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 9 to 16, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on her 19th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun in the messiness of it all. I am so excited for you to meet today's guest, Sam Fleet. My friends, this conversation is deep and very rich. Sam is a very successful business owner, husband, father, grandfather, and friend to many. There is so much wisdom he shares from his life. He shares his recent battle with cancer. Now, I'm sorry to say that the audio is a bit rocky as we had some connection issues, but I really wanted you guys to hear this conversation. So enjoy meeting my friend, Sam. Sam, how are you today? Doing great, Ed. How's it going? Uh, it's going so good. I'm smiling ear to ear just from our initial, you know, two minute conversation beforehand. I'm just looking forward to getting to know you uh, a bit more. Um, so you and I actually met um, in the insurance business at a conference just recently. Um, we happened to be placed next to each other um, at a dinner and you were just sharing with me the love you have for your kids, for your grandkids. Uh, and shared a couple other things where I thought, oh my goodness, I wish we could hit record right now. So yeah. would you come on the podcast? And you graciously uh, said yes. So thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, right, very welcome. It's great to be here. I've, I've learned a lot about you as an influencer and, and all the great work you're doing. So happy to, happy to help. So. Ah, I love it. Well, thank you. So let's jump into some questions. So real quick, sure. just so people can get to know um, who I'm talking to, uh, where do you live? So I split my time between uh, Rhode Island uh, in the summer and Florida in the winter. Okay, pretty you know, nice. One of those pretty snowbird nice. types. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. How old do you find yourself today? I am uh, 61. So uh, 61. I think a young 61 to 61. So I'm out of the fatherhood thing and into the grandfather thing, but uh, <laughs> all good. Which is beautiful. You and I were texting on, I believe, either fa- just Father's Day weekend, and you sent yeah. me a picture of you holding uh, a grandbaby and then your granddaughter next to you, and just yeah. so sweet. And the joy on your face was great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how many years have you been married? 37. Uh, as a matter of fact, today's my anniversary. So uh, wow. I'm doing the on your podcast on my anniversary, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so. You know what? Oh, well, first off, happy anniversary. And second thank off, you. truly thank you. Um, I mean, that gift of, of, of choosing to fight for that because it is a battle, right? I've been married, uh, we're going on 18 years. And to think you've more than doubled that. Right. I look at all that Sarah and I have accomplished in the last 18 years and go because our anniversary is July 10th, got married in 2004. And I go, whoa, it feels like a lifetime. And to think that you spent 37 years pursuing that woman is so, so incredible. And, and I'm, I'm grateful because it's important for our world. It, it is. It's so important. I I grew up uh, in 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 a I actually grew up in a you know broken household to some extent and mm. I didn't I didn't know my biological father he left home when I was 
you know, six months old. Um, wow. And uh, never met him. Um, did, did did have an opportunity to spend time with my grandfather and my grandmother from that side of the family, but he he didn't want to have anything to do with my mother and I. And then, uh, hmm. yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to make sure. And then my mother remarried when I was five and got divorced when I was 13. So I, it was really important to me to find the woman that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and settle down with and raise a family with. And so, you know, that's just kind of history, you know, present day. But it is it is rare. It's uh, particularly in, in the industry we're in the insurance business. It's uh, you don't you don't see longevity in marriages too often. But really, really proud of that. And she's my soulmate and life partner. And you know, it's just been it's just been an amazing almost four decades now, which is hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That, like you, you still have hair. I got no hair left. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you 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 put it to a good cause, uh, losing all that hair. <laughs> all right, I, I want to get into that, but a couple more questions. So, how many kiddos did you did you two have? So we have two uh, two children. They're thirty three and, and thirty two now. I, I still call them kids, even though they're yeah. you know they're young adults. And uh, and to your, as you mentioned earlier on in the in the cast, we um, recently had a, a, a grandchild, um, three weeks ago, Archie and uh, Charlotte is two and a half years old and our daughter. So that's why my son and daughter-in-law are my, my daughter's pregnant and she's due in November. So we're, we're oh, having a uh, baby boom in the, uh, the fleet, uh, family, which is great. So fun. Oh, that's it's, so uh, fun. It's grandpa heaven that doesn't get better. <laughs> you know, it's about uh, fatherhood. I know, and I, I, you know, thinking about all the things you, you know, it, 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 as kids are growing up, and you've got to be there as a mentor and a friend, and obviously teach them right from wrong. And you know, there's some discipline involved. But as a, as a grandpa, you're Captain Fun. <laughs> you're all captain about Captain Fun. <laughs> you know what? And and I think when I think about fatherhood, you know, really what we're talking about is a man embracing one of the greatest opportunities of his life is is serving and loving something that's been placed in his hand and it's like you had a, a wonderful woman placed in your hand a couple kids and now grandkids and fatherhood i feel like is like you could replace it with the word leadership you know but to the depth you know kind of funny so just to bring this up you know you and i happen to sit next to each other and we could have just talk shop you know talk insurance and if we would have done that, we would have shared our knowledge, whatever. But we talked about something so core to our soul, like fatherhood and being a grandfather. So I kind of encourage dudes, you know, if you're listening to this, like Sam and I wouldn't be talking right now if it was about insurance, probably. Um, Sam's way out of my league when it comes to that. <laughs> but But my point is, if you want to sit down and have a conversation, make a connection with another man, ask him about his biggest win this past week as a dad or as a granddad or whatever. And all of a sudden there's going to be this different connection you make something we don't talk about a lot, but it's core to who we are. Um, so whether you're a grandfather right now or a dad of, you know, 30 year olds, it's more like the way you show up in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I, I do that very thing. I, I mean, I was asking folks about their family and, and their kids and, and grandkids mm -hmm. and their family. You know, it's an opportunity for me to, you know, take out my phone and show pictures, right? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to celebrate the wins. Here, by the way, so. <laughs> I know your granddaughter, just the most beautiful, joyous smile. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sam, I, I love and hate this question because most times we use this question to label each other and kind of build walls between us. But the reason I ask it is to show there's a level playing field when it comes to fatherhood. What is it that you do for a living? So I'm in I'm in the insurance business like you. Uh, so um, you know I, I started an agency back in 1991, sold it, and uh, 
you know, then now I'm, I'm still running that old firm. Plus I, um, I'm part of, you know, I, I lead a division of folks. So I say what I do for a living is I'm a leader of a thousand some odd people. Um, and, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, you talk about, you know, interchangeable between, you know, father and leader. I, I think that, you know, my, my, my fatherhood experiences has made me a really terrific leader because I, mm. I consider each and every one of the employees that, you know, report up to me as family um, and treat them as such. And, and many of them I consider, you know, sons and daughters and, you know, just because mm. I've been able to mentor them closely, you know, they've worked with me closely and been able to, you know, to, to mentor their careers along. And it's, it is so similar. It's um, so I, I would say, yeah, I used to tell people, you know, that I, well, I'm a, I'm a problem solver because it seems like that's all I do all day. <laughs> so, um, but, but I would say that leadership now is, is so important, trying to pay it forward and, and give back. You know, you, you create these, you know, you're part of a tree of somebody else and you have all these branches. Someone shared with me years ago about you know, your tree and all the branches that you have. It's part of your career and life. And then, you know, how, how do you build a tree yourself and have these branches and make sure those, you know, those saplings go off and, and build their, their build their own tree through their career. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important because I, I think sometimes it's easy to apply that concept to a business, um, but then to also apply that to your family as a man, leader, guide to step back and look at the tree, you know, that you kind of just explained and go, okay, how's this branch doing? Okay, what can I do to help nurture this branch? And how's this branch doing? And and clearly, if you've been married 37 years and and have, you know, relationships with your grandkids and, and your kids, you paid attention to that. Um, and I think that that's just so critical for us because it's so much easier to just focus on work because a more immediate result and B, I think people have to listen a little bit more because it's like they're getting paid to be there. And so to lead your home uh, can be a little bit more like it takes a longer time to see the result. Um, yeah. But you're seeing the fruit right now. I mean, and, and getting to spend time with the grandkids is, well, is like, a, and, and I think it's spending time yeah, I think it's spending time with your kids when they're growing up, but you know, one-on-one -on -one time or, or family time together. Right? I think one, and you're able to recognize the fact that okay, well, this branch needs some nurturing because you know you're alone. One of the things that I did at an early early age, I, I started my kids sailing when they were in diapers, and mm. that's my passion. And I love I love the sport of sailing. I love the competition. I love being out on the water doing anything really from a rowboat, you know, on up to a yacht and everything in between. But, mm. but one of the things that we always did when the kids were growing up is we, most family vacations, if not all, I'm trying to remember if we, you know, we'd go skiing a couple of times, but most of our family vacations were on a sailboat. And so there's no electronics, you know, there's mm. no TV, there's no nothing. It's just one-on-one -on -one time with you, you know, sailing and watching the water and, you know, working the boat and just, and then at night sitting in anchor and, you know, ha having a soda, and, you know, just talking about life. And it just, it's, um, it was such an important, you know, time growing up to, to get that one-on-one because -on -one. I, I used to do a ton of business travel, you know, as you and I discussed. And, and so to have that week off of just spending time with them was, was just so important. So, and every weekend, obviously. But. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so critical. And I think, you know, um, whether it's camping or whatever thing you can find, that but but I think there's something key in what you said is in the sailing or the only other thing I can think of is camping because like uh, I know camping is like well, does anybody really love camping I mean I do but it's because of it's because there isn't a cell phone around the campfire there isn't a you're kind of forced and I think this is key for dads to go how can you not force a moment 
but create an opportunity, like create an opportunity. And when you're out on the boat, you didn't dictate that your son or your kid was going to ask you X, Y, or Z, but because you created the space for it, all of a sudden this question you had no idea was coming came. Exactly right. Yeah. And if we as dads could just create those opportunities, then the moments we're hoping for will come. Yep, exactly. I mean, I don't know how parents, you know, not, not my generation, but this generation, it's, you know, it's so hard. You've got the iPhone and the iPad and all the electronics and you really, yeah. you know, the, the kids have their face buried in this stuff. And, they, you know, but I think if you, if you can find something that's fun, like I, I found sailing because it was my passion and my yeah. kids now, you know, they have sailed their whole life and it's their passion too. Um, but it, if you can find a passion camping, you know, another one, you know, it could be skiing and, you know, sitting yeah. in the lodge at night one-on-one and, and chatting about, I mean, it could be, there are lots of things you can do as a family. Yeah. Where, yeah. You, you know, can find them outside, getting rid of all that outside noise and, and talking amongst your other, each other. I think that's, mm. that's what we got to do. Ah, so good. Okay. So I have a couple new questions I'm going to, I'm going to try on you and, and we'll see how it goes. Mm. Um, in all the different stages that you've been, uh, a, you know, young dad, a dad of small kids, middle school, high school, uh, leaving the house, going to college, getting married, having babies, right? There's a whole, a whole bunch of different chapters that you've been in. What's something that you've learned about yourself? And here's what I mean. Like when you're married, there's just obvious friction where I learn, ah, I'm not as patient as I thought, or I'm kind of a little bit of aggro or whatever. So what's something that through fatherhood that you learned about yourself, positive or, or not negative, but that maybe you learned and grew from what's something you learned about yourself? It's a great question and a hard one to to some extent. I think, you know, so I think you talked about all the stages uh, of, you know, young child, teenagers, you know, growing up and raising children. I I think each of those stages have their own challenges. And I I probably learned the most during the teenage years um, Mm. because those are the toughest. (laughs) Uh, You know, they're they're being into adulthood. They have, you know, know, from a boy's perspective, they find girls. From a girl's perspective, they find boys. You know, the whole, you know, going through the change thing. And so, you know, what I learned about myself is that when I want to, and I'm not a very patient person, you know, I'm, I'm go run, move a personality, get, get stuff done. Um, yeah. but what I learned is that some of that takes time and you've got to be patient about, and, hmm. and both of them have turned into amazing young adults. I mean, they're just, they're super nice people. They're cordial. They, they give to, you know, causes. I mean, so, so I think that, you know, you've got to be patient through some of those stages that are really difficult that, and I, mm-hmm. again, I have no patience. So um, it was, it was hard to be, you know, sometimes you just want to, you know, say, oh, well, well, how can you be so stupid? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you know, you have smart parents, you should be smarter than that, you know, but you just got to, you know, you just got to use it as a learning, there's you know, so many learning opportunities and teaching opportunities as, as kids go through different stages and different things in life. So, um, you know, so the thing I, I would say, the, the one thing that I learned most was, you know, to be patient, it takes time. Um, if you, if you do the right things, um, as a parent and as, as a mentor and a leader, um, then, you know, eventually all that will come to fruition. But, uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's funny. I, I was the smartest guy on the planet until my daughter turned 13. And then I was the dumbest <laughs> guy on the planet. And I'm not quite sure. How that happened. And then all of a sudden at 19, 
I, she came back. She said, "You know, you're not that dumb after all." So, <laughs> so yeah, it took it took seven years. <laughs> so, so here's a question for you that's interesting, just about about life. And 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 here's the question: Is if you could go, it wouldn't change anything about the way we showed up necessarily. But if you could go back and give yourself, you know, your, you know, uh, let's see, your when you had teenagers, some advice. Would you have, I don't want to phrase it this way. Would you say, Hey, just show up as you are because, you know, maybe you weren't patient in some instances and there was friction, but maybe that was what they needed and what you needed. Or would you say, you know what? I would say just give more space to them. Or do you have any advice in that for the guy who has teenagers like me right now with a 16 year old who actually Brooklyn got her license today. So she took her test this morning, my first kid to get a license. Right. And then she pulls away because we're like, okay, we had this, she had this plan for her to take her sister's to on a, to go do something. And so then I'm like watching my 16 year old who she's great driver, but still I'm watching her drive away with my 14 year old, my 12 year old and my nine year old. Right. And I'm like, I mean, and we've spent hours out. It's like, I know I have to let go, but anyways, so any advice on that? I don't know. That's, that's going to be a terrifying day watching, watching all your kids get in the car with a 16 year old. I, I, I I bought (laughs) the first car I got them was this big old like steel Cadillac thing, you know, surrounded by a bunch of metal just, just to protect them. But you've got to, yeah, you gotta let go. I mean, they're gonna grow, and and they they you've got they've got to you know fly out of the nest at some point, and um, you know you know learn from themselves. I think the the hardest thing when that happens is, and even prior to that, they they make mistakes and they fall down, and you've got to be there to you know put your hand out and lift them up and give them a hug and say you know what you learned and you won't do it again. You know, and and so that's really hard to watch and do that. But I think sometimes you just, you almost have to, Ned, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's how you're going to learn in life. It's how you learn your entire life that you've got to make mistakes to, to, to make the correct ones the next time. So when your kids would make a mistake, what did you find was the best way to show up for them? So I think, I think having a conversation um, one-on-one, not get angry, um, keep mm. calm. And this was sometimes really hard. Like I, I get home sometimes from travel and my you know my wife and daughter would be just at it you know the teenage years just oh, you know, yeah. going one-on-one and I'd, I'd like okay guys we separate ends of the house <laughs> Let, let's <laughs> talk this through you know <laughs> let's take it easy but but I think if you you know and I, it, this is the same with with leadership and business as well I think communication is the key to every success and and if you communicate with your children and, and communicate with why you felt that this was a problem. And, and in turn, by the way, listen to how they came about doing that, right? Like, but how did you, yeah. you know, listen to them? So, um, you know, so I, I think a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine used, used to used to say LCA for his kids, which I, I thought was great, but it's, you know, listen, listen, you know, listen to me, what I'm saying, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. comprehend what I'm saying, you know, and then A is for action, take action. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I kick out of that, that's my buddy Andy, but, um, but anyway, so, so I think listening and communication are the key to, yeah, you, you see it in, in, in your business, I'm sure you've got these long email trains of people pontificating their ideas and what they're concerned about. And I, I finally, I'll, I'll they CC me on all of a sudden, finally, I'll just, at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll say, 
pick up the phone and call each other. Pick yeah. up the phone and call. Because what you say in an email, you're not going to say in front of somebody or in person or even on the phone. And so it, that usually works. So, uh, again, a long answer for you, but I think communication is the key to success in everything, not just childbearing. Yeah, but I mean, the way that you said it, you know, communication and, and sometimes as men, as dads, we could say that. But really what we mean is I'm going to do all the talking and you are going to listen, you yeah. know, but but you but you went down and you said, you know, listen to them, comprehend what they're saying. Um, so I think um, how did you maintain communication with your kids? Right. I think a lot of men, it's like once your kid hits middle school, high school, sometimes it's hard to to communicate. And did you just insert yourself, like always insert yourself in the sense that not not meaning that you're you're like ruling the house, you know, like dad has an opinion about everything. But how did you maintain communication with them? Was it just always a thing that you did? It's always the thing I did. It's always the thing I tried to do. Um, but it's I always did something else. Like if I wanted to communicate to my kids, it was always, you know, I take them sailing or, you know, maybe we'll go skiing or, mm. you know, maybe we'll go to a ball game. You know, now we have drive time in the car to the ball game, things like that, where, you know, you always try to plan. You know, listen, nothing gets accomplished in life if you're in the emotion of the moment. Right. And so you got to pull yourself out okay. of that yes. emotion of the moment. And, and just say, okay, well, we're, you know, we listen, we've had some issues, you know, growing up. I mean, there were some times where, you know, it wasn't good and you just got to sit down and, and again, listen to their side, explain where you're coming from and, and come up with a, come up with a compromise that makes sense for both of you. But, um, but it's, you got to get yeah. out of that moment. You got to get away from that emotional, you know, peak <laughs> and wait for comma heads yeah, to prevail yeah. you know and it, it, and again it takes patience to some extent right maybe it's waiting a couple of days to have that conversation you know yes i think that's so good and as men if we could kind of file in in the uh this is how i how i show up so when this chaos is happening i go let's move to the separate ends of the house and then <laughs> you know, get out of the emotional movement. But I think we need to, because sh- I see with my son, I've learned this with him. Cause if I level up, he'll level up and we end up like a cockfight, and it just nothing resolves. But if I say, Hey bro, just, you go lay down for a minute. I'll go take a chill. Usually what happens is we'll both come back going, Oh man, I was just a little heated. Like yeah. this is really what I mean. But men have a hard time with that, right? So it's just, you know, it's, it could, you know, you just want to get in there and get it done and solve the problem and, you know, move on to the next <laughs> one. And then, and then you forget about it, you know, three minutes later, you know, where, you know, women, and this is a Mars Venus thing. It's not a sexist thing by any stretch, but, you know, women will remember everything forever. I mean, their, their minds are like elephants. I mean, my wife reminds me 37 years ago that I did, but I, I, I forgot like three minutes after I did it. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your head kind of sank when you're like, "Yeah, we'll remember forever." <laughs> that's I, so good. I guess I do. Um, I okay, so here's the next question. That's <laughs> yeah, like what am I going to tell you? Okay, so here's the next question. I haven't I haven't asked before. When did you begin to believe that your role as a father had real significance? Really mattered. Um, you know, so so I always. <laughs> You know, that's really great criticism as well. We we always took our because um, we we had a family business, and so we would go to you know conventions, and so um, our kids always learned how mm. to be 
you know, adults older than they really were at a very young age. And, and they would always walk up to people and introduce themselves and shake their hands. And, you know, it, it could be part of the conversation at a very young age because they were exposed, you know, to that. And, and, I, and mm-hmm. I always thought that, that was just like a real, like I had so many comments around people as well. Wow, your kids are really mature and they're so nice and they're, they're a joy to talk to like that. That's when, you know, mm. that, you know, what yeah. is, is really cool and, and worthwhile. Ah, that's so, that's so good is when you see them showing up because of the like actions that you've took over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, that's so good. I'm reminded. So yesterday Brody and I went surfing and after we went surfing, we were standing at the showers and there was a, um, uh, a man there, maybe like, I don't know, 65 to 70. And I'd seen him surfing there quite often. And so I said, Hey, I see you here all the time. What's your name? And, uh, he's like, Oh, my name's Mike. And I said, Oh, well, my name's Ned. Great to meet you. We, you know, moved here a year ago and this is my son Brody and Brody just without hesitation, he reached out his hand. He said, Hey, Michael, great to meet you you know, at 12 years old and shook Michael's hand. And as we were walking away, I told my son, I was like, Hey man, that was really cool. Like you yeah. didn't hang your head and just be the kid on the side you engaged and and you're right. That's where you go. Wait, I'm raising a human being here. This isn't yeah. just some kid that's kind of around. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, exactly. So yeah. good. So good. Okay. Uh, Sam, what would you define the role of the father as? Well, I think we touched on it earlier, right? I think you're, you know, I, I think men and women come into relationships and childhood bearing very different. It's just the, who we are, you know, we're differently. And, and so, you know, the role is one of, again, mentoring, it's being there as a friend, it's you know, teaching him to do the, the right thing as opposed to the wrong. So it's, it's you know, it's it's leadership, um, but it, it it's a very different form of that up. I'll tell you a, a funny story, but at least I think it's funny. I hope your listeners do. Um, you know, my, I, as I said, we have a you know we have a passion about um, sailing in our family, and I taught the kids at a very young age to sail. And my both my daughter and son became incredibly good sailors. And my mm. my daughter early on, um, this is age eight, and she had never won a race yet, and she just started sailing a few years earlier, and and she uh, finished second in a race, you know, and she. She came over to the boat. Um, my, my wife and I were on a little Boston whaler watching him race. And she came over and said, Daddy, 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 I finished second. I finished second. I said, Danielle, you're just the first person to lose. <laughs> <laughs> my wife went, my wife went through the roof. Like, absolutely. Like, she yelled at me the entire rest of the day. Like, so now fast forward 12 years later. My daughter's a sailing coach and she's teaching little kids how to sail. And sure enough, I was on the boat because I was a race committee at the time. And, um, you know, so I'm on the boat and, you know, there's a little kid by the name of Max comes sailing up to Danielle and said, Danielle, Danielle, like, I got second. She said, Max, you're just the first person to lose. I'm like, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> God, as a 12 so... year old lesson, <laughs> yeah. oh, but you know what, man? We're just so soft. Like, your intention wasn't, uh, you, I mean, clearly, your intention wasn't a beatdown. You're, you're just there teaching your kid, and and we can be so soft with our kids. And I just love that through the playfulness of being a dad and not being overly concerned about every little thing that, I mean, look at, she's a sailing coach now and she's 
probably a tough sailing coach, which is probably helping those kids to actually be good at what they're doing and not just patting them on the head. Um, yeah. But I can imagine to win three women's junior champion state championships in a row. <laughs> so it did so. <laughs> <laughs> it did some. You know what, though? That's that's beautiful. But I could just imagine your wife's face when oh those words hit her ears. That's so good. But we come at it, my point of the story was we come uh, at it from different perspectives, right? I, we're going to teach different things yeah. and, and use every moment in it. So anyway. You know what, though, Sam? I think that in our current day and age, I think that's such a beautiful representation of being authentic and showing up as as a man in the relationship and understanding that your kid does need both. Like, I'm way harder on my son than my daughters in some instances, where my wife is way softer on my son and she's way harder on my daughter. So it's like, I don't know why we're trying to not just say, hey, we both have something really, really important that our kids need. So let's both be okay with giving that to them. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yin and yang. <laughs> and your story is like a funny way. Yeah, your story is a fun way. But that's why that's why I think not not to get into political topics, but that's where you know single parent households just aren't as effective as having both parents engaged. And and you can have a single parent household where you know the the, the, the mother tends to do all the children raising and then and dad's off working all the time and spends you know no time with the kids. And I just think that that I don't know. It's just a bad environment for the kids and, and they want to spend time with you and they want your perspective as a man and they, they, they want to enjoy time with you. And I, I think to just leave it, leave it up to one spouse or the other to raise the kids. It's just, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that leads great into this question right here. And, and the podcast is called fatherhood field notes, which you've done. You're opening up your, your life's field notes for us to all learn and grow together. Um, but the mantra is rebel and create. And the idea is what's something that you're rebelling against, <clears throat> you know, having yourself fun at the dinner table um, so that you can create family conversation or something on a, on a different scale. So when you hear those words, rebel and create, what's something you're rebelling against and what do you hope to create or have you been creating out of that? Yeah. So I spent, you know, 25 years, more than that growing, you know, almost 30, 32 years growing a business. And I spent a ton of time on planes, you know, four days a week, traveling all over the country, red eyes, late nights, staying in airport hotels, just, and, you know, I, I, I had a life lesson that I shared with you at dinner when we had it. And that is in, you know, in 2019, uh, late 2019, I, I ended up um, having cancer and ended up going through treatment for the next year. Um, year and a half. And, um, you know, at the end of that, and I was going through chemo during COVID. So it was just, it was really, you know, it was just, yeah, that's heavy. And then at the end of, you know, at the end of that time, I'm like, you know what, (laughs) I'm not going to get on a plane four days a week. Um, you know, I, I, there may be weeks where I don't even get on a plane and travel and I'm going to, you know, do more zoom calls. And I mean, one thing COVID did teach us is how to use technology more effectively Zoom and teams and, and the stuff we're doing now. And so you can actually be more, more effective in many instances without spending time in you know, hotel rooms and, and on a plane. So, um, so yeah, that, the, the thing I'm rebelling against is, you know, less travel and more, you know, more family time. And I, I want to spend time mm-hmm. with my grandchildren and, and be there as much as I can with them and, uh, you know, enjoy their, in, enjoy their life. And, you know, when they, when I spoil them rotten, I can turn them back to their parents. And... <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, wow. 
uh, so beautiful. Um, and and sorry for the the yeah. you know what you had to go through. And so with that, you know, I know you wouldn't wish that on anyone to have to go through such a heavy, you know, confronting life, you know, really. So is there anything you'd say to that guy who is just grinding, who's so focused on, on the building of it and, and to catch him before maybe he hits a life threatening thing like that? Like how does he pause and reflect and make that change without needing to go through what you went through? Yeah. So I've, I've had a lot of conversations with young folks in my, in my business about this um, yeah. and trying to teach them that don't wait till then, you know, mm-hmm. I was, 59 when that happened, right? Don't, don't wait that long, you know, do it, do it now, do it in your thirties and do it in your your forties and, you know, spend the time and take a step back and, you know, enjoy, you know, enjoy, enjoy your time together with family because it's so, it's so fleeting. Like, I mean, Mm. you know, my, 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 when I, our daughter got married last August, we have to put it off a year. And I, you know, in the, in the speech that I gave in a toast that I gave, I, you know, I couldn't remember the day she was born. Like I, mm-hmm. and I would, I would, I was holding her and I was going around the hospital telling people, this is a miracle baby. And you know, like my grandmother, not my grandmother, but Deb's mother looked at me and said, people have babies every day. I said, not my baby. This is a miracle mm-hmm. baby, you know? And, and so I, you know, just, just try to enjoy those moments and every moment. Um, Cause it, it, when you're faced with something like that, um, you know, and, and, and you could, you know, not be there the next day, um, yeah. live every, live every day like it's the last and, and don't regret mm. it. Don't regret it. I, we acquired a firm in, in Maryland. Uh, this was six years ago, seven years ago. And it was, it was a husband and wife. They started the firm, just a lovely couple, terrific people. And, you know, closed on the deal. Um, and, and the husband ended up passing away three days later. Now, he has a guy who's wow. worked his whole life for a payday, got his payday, and, and passed away. Now, she's still with our firm and still together. But, but still, I mean, it's just sad. Don't. Don't let it happen to you. Enjoy today. So how do you, you know, I, I don't know that balance necessarily exists. It's like being aware, but how do you untie yourself from that desire to like be number one and grow and have a totally successful business or a successful career while also making your family a priority? I mean, clearly they can both exist, but do you have any thoughts of like, most of us put our career above the, that and how do we line those up or even shift it where like the family is more important, but I'm still providing a great life for them. Cause I find myself, yeah. I find myself, it's like Monday through Friday. I can a lot of times get so caught up in the work that I really have to work hard to remind myself you're doing it for this. Not that's just kind of a thing you got to stop working to go do. Right. Yeah. I, you know, you almost have to, it's hard to do because I'm, I'm the, probably the wrong guy to ask the question because I did it for forever, you know, <laughs> just going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I always, I was always, I always tried to be home for the important stuff, you know, school plays, sporting events, mm-hmm. you know, you know, things, things and I, I always work my schedule on that, but maybe, you know, maybe it's setting limits. Maybe it's, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking up my phone after five o'clock at night you know, to return yeah. email because we're so connected now with this, right? That you know you can return answered you know texts and emails and, and confrontations all the time. I mean, maybe it's time to you know shut it off. Or you know, I I always you know it's on the weekends. Hey, we're we're going you know we're going out in the boat you know, and we're we're spending time together at Saturday and Sunday. And you know, yeah, you guys may want to call your friends, but you know this is our time. This is our family time, and, and we're going to spend it together. So. 
Yeah, yeah, that's you so good. To do it, man. It's hard. I'm, I'm probably again. I'm probably a bad example of it because I, I did it for decades and decades. Just go run, move. You know, don't stop and and smell the roses. So. Yeah, but I think at the other the other end of it too, though, is is although work was important, it, it's provided really a great life for you for your kids. Um, yeah. It's set up some successes, um, and and you included your kids, right? I mean, to go back to you taking your kids to the conferences, you included them in a lot of that. So that helped shape who they are now and their successes now. So, you know, I mean, shoot, you could have said conferences are dad's time to go or mom and dad's time to go. Cause we're going to a nice hotel or sailing on the weekend is me and my buddies going. Cause I'm going to drink with my friends and that's, what's most important to me. Right. And so both those stories are places you, you included them. Um, so I'd love to ask, you know, uh, I got a couple last questions, but here, here, before we, before I ask my final question, you know, you mentioned um, that, you know, your dad left when you were six months old and in the, in the form in getting ready for this podcast, you, you know, one, you had your dad left at six months old with, which leaves some scars, I would think. And then you had a stepdad from five to 13 formative years and then gone. But the comment you made was, I was inspired to be a great dad and grandfather. And that word inspired, right? There's something inside of you that said, this isn't the best way or the way it was supposed to be. So now I'm going to go do all I can to make it that way for my future kids. What would you like, what would you connect that to? Or, or what was it that inspired you? And, and how was that fight to become a great dad and great grandfather? Yeah. So it just, um, well, you, you shared the story. Um, it was really hard growing up. And, and as a matter of fact, so my, my uncle, um, who, who was one of my best friends growing up and he, he became a father mm-hmm. figure, my, my mother's, my mother's brother. And he, he, he said to me all the time, he said, when I, you know, when he, he used to say he's passed away now. He said, I can't believe the person you've become today with what you had to deal with and how you grew up as a child. Mm-hmm. It is a testament to your, you know, your, your inner being and, 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 and who you are. And I'm just so proud of you. And he said that numerous times um, mm. and, and they, he was a great guy in his own right. Um, but so, you know, I think going through that um, and, and, and my mother probably wasn't the best person to, to raise, raise a child either, you know, so I kind of had a, you know, kind of had the double whammy. I was, you know, living with a single parent who, who was, was not the, uh, not the best parent on the planet. I, I finally, when I was um, in, got into high school, I, I wanted to go away to, to a prep school and I, I went down to my grandmother and I convinced her to, you know, to, to give me some money to go away because I wanted to get out of the house so bad. And then I, um, and when I got home, my mother had sold our house, moved into a studio apartment. So I had no bedroom to move back to my first semester away from school. That's another story altogether. But anyway, I, I, don't, I don't really grudge who they are, who they are. Now. But you asked the, the inspired question. I wasn't going to put my kids through that. And I, and I wasn't going to mm. put you know, my wife through that. And I was going to, I was going to marry for forever. <laughs> um, and I was going to have kids and I was going to make sure I was there and, and be a good father and, and, and now a, a, a good grandfather. And, and just, you know, I, I think it's, it's just, an, it's such an important part of, you know, me growing up, but then, you know, just making sure that you don't put another generation or the next generation through that was kind of mm. inspiration. So. Mm. so good. So good. And I think for men to hear, for me to hear, like circumstances do not have to dictate the outcome of future generations. Yeah. 
And that's why I'm so passionate about this fatherhood thing is when a man, and this is for dads. Okay. So moms are awesome. We all know it. Um, But when a dad steps into his role and fight, this battle is worth fighting for. I mean, look at where you are now. You've got two health kids, babies on the way, an incredible company that you're a part of. Um, 37 years of marriage, which is remarkable. And so I go, Hey, if there's something that a man wants to fight for, go put the work in. It's possible. Absolutely. You know, and your story is that your story is that, and too many of us are being told it's okay to be a victim. Hey, you should feel sad. You should, you should use this to like numb your pain. Like, Oh my gosh, just wake up and try again, wake up and try again. And your life is a testament to that. And I'm incredibly grateful because your story now is, you know, two, three generations from now when you're not here anymore, the fight that you did is now going to set that, you know, your kids, 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 kids set up for a better chance of success at family, which look at our world, our family needs leaders and stability. And that starts in the home. It just does. And you've created that. And and it's incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, no, thank you. So here's my last question for, or did you have any other thoughts on that before I ask my last question? No, no, that's great. I know you're, I know you're up against the time, so we'll do the, do the last no, question. No, no, no. We yeah. always have time. Um, well, it's kind of perfect, but, but it's a legacy question. So yeah. now that you're at this stage and, you know, 61 years old, um, you're, you're, you're enjoying this stage of life. Let's just fast forward 20 years from now. 81 years old, your grandkids are now in their 20s. They're starting to make decisions. They're starting to live life. At 81 years old, you peering into the homes of your your grandkids, your kids, what is it that you see that you go, okay, my day in, day out actions built this for my family to carry on? The, the, the timing of that question couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> um, and so we, we have recently set up um, a foundation, a family foundation. And um, we're having our first meeting of that foundation in July, <laughs> um, where all of the kids are going to participate as well as the grandkids. Um, yeah, obviously, the grandkids aren't you know old enough to understand what's going on. But I've, I've asked them to um, put together kind of a mission and a vision and get their thoughts on who they want to be and, and what they want to grow into and what they um, hope their kids become, you know, and that's going to be part of this kind of this family foundation is it's it's, you know, it's set up for philanthropy and to give back to the community and all of that. But it's more about our values as a family, who we are and, and what we stand for. Um, and then each of the each of the kids and eventually the grandchildren, eventually great grandchildren um, will pick you know charities that they want to give to and study those charities, make sure they're legit, make sure, you know, the administrative fees are low, make sure the money is actually going to people who need it and not to the operating staff and, and, le- and learn how to uh, learn how to judge that. So. Um, we're having our first all-day meeting, um, and it's going to be – we're going to have big, you know, white papers and tear them apart and put them all around the wall and ask everybody to stand up and, you know, have a vision statement and a mission and, and, and you know, values. And and so we're going to take all that and, and combine it into kind of a one, you know, w- one one group thought around that. And so getting everybody involved, including spouses, by the way, I'm getting everybody involved. So, I, you know, I've been been successful in, in what, what I've done in my career, but this is a way for – you know, our family to give back for generations and generations to come. And so that, um, oh. that's, that's the legacy I want to leave. And, and it's great you asked the question because I, I mean, literally we're 
I just drew up some of the paperwork yesterday and, and our meet, our first meetings in a couple of weeks. And so, we're, you know, we're really excited about it. How exciting. Oh, man. So create a family foundation, getting the kids involved, uh, your kids, and then like grandkids will be there and start to start to hear about this from this age. I mean, can you imagine how old is your your uh, grand your your new grandbaby now? Two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. But two and a half years. And then there's a baby, too. Right. Yeah. yeah three week old. Yeah. Okay. So three week old. Right. I mean, but the fact that like, let's just paint this picture, what you've done fast forward just one lifetime and your life's not over, but you at six months old, similar stage of the chaos that was probably in that moment to then fast forward your lifetime. Now this three week old is in this same season of life, <laughs> you know, welcome to the world is in this yeah. room of, Hey, family foundation. Hey, what's our mission? How are we going to give back financially and to philanthropy you know, with philanthropy for, for generation on us? Like, are you kidding me? That's so incredible. That's yeah. so incredible. The yeah. impact that yeah. your family will have on the world. It's, it's remarkable. No, thank you. Yeah. We're, we're really excited about it. My wife and I, we had started to think about it, you know, during COVID and, you know, with everything going on, obviously mm-hmm. we, we didn't, we didn't do it, but now we're, you know, we've made the first several steps and we're getting everybody together and I'm excited to see the, the, uh, you know, what, what comes out of it. Cause you, you brought in, you know, two, uh, I don't want to say they're outsiders, they're part of the family, but my, my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law are going to be part of this. And so, you know, they'll come from a different perspective that we come from. And so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how that all comes together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my hope and prayer is that that's just such a beautiful time. And, you know, that the challenges that may come from it, that they help everybody grow to know how to best show up for the world. So Sam, happy wedding anniversary. Thank Thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you for the man you are, the father, the grandfather, the work you do. Really appreciated this conversation and having you on the show. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Dad. I appreciate everything you've done. And since we've had the conversation, I've you know read a lot of your stuff, and obviously I've gone online and listened to the podcast. And I think you're doing great work, and really uh, you know appreciate everything you're doing for us, for us dads. We're we're underrated, <laughs> but um, but it, but it's great what you're doing. So thank you. Love it. Well, thank you, and until next time. Oh, I love it. Just reflecting over my notes from the conversation. So rich, lots of highlights. A couple were the LCA, listen, comprehend action. It's actually something I've been working on um, myself with the family the past couple weeks since recording. And then really pulling yourself out of the emotional moment. And I've even had to verbally tell my family or say it out loud, like, I'm not taking this personal right now. Here's what you need to do. Here's where you were off track or whatever it is with my kids and not getting myself wrapped up emotionally. So incredibly helpful. So thank you, Sam, for that. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned. Shout together. Let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you have a question about fatherhood that you'd like me to discuss, or you have a great guest, or you just want to say what's up, shoot me an email, ned at rebelandcreate.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, stay in tune with all that I'm up to, and I look forward to hanging out with you next time. Thank you.